So we move from the first house, which is the helm, into the second house, which in Hellenistic times was referred to as the Gate of Hades. Now, if you know even a little bit about the second house and its significations, then the name Gate of Hades might seem like a little bit off the wall, but hear me out about this one. It, it does make some sense. The second house is the last place the sun moves through before coming up over the horizon and shining light on the world again. So while the name isn't indicative of the house significations overall, it does speak more so to the movement of the sun. There is no planet that has its joy in the second house, so we're kind of just going to gloss right over that part. I will say that a house that doesn't have a planetary joy doesn't mean it's bad or anything like that. It's not like the ones that have joys are better in any sort of way. There just isn't a planet that calls the second house its home. And that was pretty short and sweet. You know, it's the Gate of Hades. There's no planet that has its joy there. So we're going to get into the significations. Many of you babes have brought up the fact that you don't relate to your second house or your second house placements because you don't care about money or that you don't understand your second house because you aren't materialistic. Well, hopefully after going over these significations, you'll have a little bit clearer view of what the second house is, and you're going to feel a little bit better about it and like, oh, this does have value in my chart. It isn't just about money and, uh, you know, materialistic things. So let's start where we left off. The first house was us coming into the world. It was us basically like crash landing into our soul and the exact degree of our ascendant was when soul met body. Now the second house is what happens after that because now that we're a soul, like, okay, we're here, now what? The second house is the pure physical manifestation of our lives and then what we do to sustain that life. This house, along with the 10th, indicates what we do with our lives or our occupation, our career. I like to say that the second house is more what we do for money and what sustains our way of life, where the 10th house is more about our destiny or our life calling. The second house does make a trine with the 10th, so it's likely that any planets in the second house will be making a trine to those in the 10th along with the midheaven, which if you don't know what the midheaven is, it's definitely part of our career, our life calling, our path, our passion. That aspect, any aspects from the second to the 10th is definitely an indicator of what we do to sustain ourselves and how it directly impacts our calling in life. The second house also represents our resources, and not just money, but all resources like food and life-giving ones. So food, shelter, and yes, money. It's not only the resources themselves, though. It's also our relationship to those resources. Are we someone who shares freely, or are we someone who hoards? Do we spend our resources wisely? Or are we spendthrifts? Does money burn a hole through our pocket? Or are we even overly generous to the point of being detrimental to ourselves? You know, are we too giving to the point where we forget to give anything to ourselves? Or 
Is it the opposite where we're maybe a little more greedy and we don't give to others? Another word that I really like to give to the second house is value. It's not so much about wanting to own expensive things or be materialistic or have a ton of money. It's just about what you put value on. And if you value money and material items, which there's nothing wrong with liking nice things, especially if you have Venus in the second house, you are very likely to like nice things, then that's what your focus is going to be on, and that's okay. We live in a society where, yes, we do consume too much, and we are wasteful a lot of the time. But the way I see Venus in the second house, which that's a placement that people definitely say, like, oh, you like lavish, expensive things. And you know what? Maybe you do, but also maybe you just like quality over quantity. It doesn't have to be that you just collect, collect, hoard, hoard, you know, you're a resource guarder. No, it doesn't have to be like that. It can just be that you would rather spend your money on one really nice thing than 10 kind of crappy things or, you know, lower quality things. It's very much quality, it's value. But if you have maybe more of a sentimental value, then you might be geared towards items that aren't pricey at all but have a lot of meaning to you personally. So this is where I'm going to use uh, my placement, my house as an example. So Scorpio rules my second house, and I definitely tend to be more of the sentimental value person. I actually have this treasure chest that I keep all of my quote-unquote valuable things in, things that I personally think can't be replaced or that I just place a lot of sentimental value on. It basically has my entire relationship with my husband in it, like all the little notes we've ever written, plays we've seen together, movie tickets, and just really random trinkets even. Anything I thought would jog a memory or that I deemed as important, it went in there. I also keep letters from friends or anything sweet like that in there. If I had, you know, say I went somewhere fun with a friend and we got some like I don't know, something random like a little card or receipt or something like that, I will keep that in there as a reminder of like that beautiful moment, that beautiful day. I kind of feel like Davy Jones (laughs) from Pirates of the Caribbean because uh, if you babes have seen that movie, you'll remember that he takes his heart out and he keeps it in a chest, which I feel like is pretty much what I've, I've done. I'm very Scorpio about my possessions or anything that sustains my life. And when I mean Scorpio, I mean the stereotypical like possessive. <laughs> I, I'm very aware. That's another Scorpio word. I'm very aware of my possessions. I don't lose things and I get super upset if something is lost or misplaced because that doesn't happen to me. I'm not careless with my items. I don't lose stuff. I put things back where they belong. I know where everything is at all times. I even keep track of other people's stuff just because I notice everything. Like when I go into a room and I don't do it on purpose, I notice everything in, a, in any living space, in anyone's house, any, anywhere I go really. I'm very vigilant, which I also feel is a very Scorpio thing since Scorpio is ruled by Mars. It's a vigilance. That's a very Mars word to me. I am vigilant in my surroundings and I understand where everything is and I know this is really interesting. I even know if my husband has been in a room in the house and he's moved something even just a little bit. I'll be like, why'd you move that? 
Like, why are you touching my things? Like, don't touch my things. <laughs> so I, uh, I can be like that sometimes when it comes to my possessions. And another weird quirk about me is that I, I absolutely hate sharing my food. <laughs> like, I, I cannot stand sharing my food. So if I offer you food, consider it like the most passionate gesture that I can give to you because it means a lot for me to be sharing my resources. And that's why I really lump food into the second house because it's a resource and it's a very important one. It is a life-sustaining one. So oftentimes, if I'm looking at someone's chart, I can see their relationship to food as well in the second house. I'll also look at the first house a little bit because that is your physical body. But when it comes to actual food itself, I will be looking at the second house. All right, so what do we have so far? Let's do a quick recap. The second house is all about physical manifestations, whether it be property, material items, or just anything that we physically acquire. What is our relationship to stuff? It's also the means to sustain our life. So food, water, substance, and sustenance. How important is, uh, is that to you? What kind of quality of food do you like? What is your relationship to food and water? Things like that. It's also our resources and what we value. So remember, it doesn't have to be all materialistic, but it's what you value. If you value materialistic things, go for it. I support you. If you value more, you know, sentimental things, just a few, you're more of a minimalist, minimalist, you just like a few items and that's okay with you. You like to, you know, live clean and free. I support that too. Whatever works for you, that's what this house is about. And of course, it's also about money. At the end of the day, this house is about money, whether you like it or not. So it's about money and how we go about making it. I want to give a celebrity example before we close out the episode, and I typically just use my chart as an example because I know my chart so well, and I know how it manifests, and I feel like it's kind of relatable. You babes tell me it's relatable, so that's why I keep doing it and using my chart or a friend's chart, but I am going to try to do some celebrity examples throughout this series. I honestly don't use celebrity charts much because. One, I don't feel like I know the celebrities well enough to speak on them. Like, I don't know you. I don't know your actual life. I know your perceived life and what is out there. And yes, some things just are what they are. Those are facts. And I feel like with the second house, maybe you can speak to it a little bit more than some of the other houses. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. I tried to find celebrities that I am a little bit more familiar with. But I will say, like, I'm not the pop culture friend. <laughs> like, of my friend group, I am not the one that has the celebrity gossip or tea. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm down to hear it. I'll always listen. I love listening. I love when people talk, actually, and I love to listen. So I'll listen to your celebrity gossip all day, and I will hype you up about it. But as far as me having it and knowing it, not so great. So hopefully the example I picked is relatable. The celebrity I decided to go with was Michael Jordan. So Michael Jordan's second house is uh, in Leo, and he also has Mars in the second house. So how does that manifest? 
He literally made his money and career by being the greatest and most iconic basketball player of all time. And I am not biased in any way, obviously. <laughs> but I do think that Michael Jordan is the best basketball player, basketball player of all time. You can fight me about it. That's just what I think. And his Space Jam movie was clearly top tier. I'm sorry. It, the new one wasn't great. But so the original Space Jam was the jam. End of story. I'm not having any comments on that. If you want to bring a comment about it, the only thing I want to hear is, you're right, Delena. Yes, the original Space Jam was the best, and Michael Jordan, number 23, is the GOAT, greatest of all time. Anyway, he was an iconic basketball player, and he did such a Mars thing, play a sport to make money. He was a professional athlete. That is how he made his money. It was said that he was really flashy, during the height of his career, which was very Leo, so he bought really expensive things, and he was just like a really flashy guy once, you know, he got really, really good and made a lot of money, which, again, that's very Leo. That's something that we would expect to see. And if you have Mars in the second house, you can consider it almost like the money's burning a hole in your pocket because it is Mars. So uh, I would expect someone with Mars in the second house to be a little more reckless with their money and not reckless in that it's going to wreck you, but you're just not afraid to spend. You're not afraid to be lavish, especially if it's Mars in Leo. The other thing about Michael Jordan was that he really valued basketball. It wasn't that it was just, oh, this is what I do. He valued it and he valued being the best player over everything. It wasn't just the fame and the money, although the Leo part of him didn't mind that. It was also just about the game and being the best there ever was or will be. Now, I don't want you to think that if you have Mars in the second house, like, oh shit, I need to be a basketball star or anything like that, because you don't. Remember, we all have different paths in our lives and our placements are going to play out differently, even if they're similar. So uh, say you're not Michael Jordan, you're not a basketball star, but you have Mars in the second house in Leo. You have the same placement. Well, that could mean so many different things. Again, the lavish kind of uh, lifestyle is still going to be seen there because that's a very Leo thing. You're going to want to be flashy and buy nice things and do stuff like that, and you're going to put value on them. You might be someone that money doesn't burn a hole through your pocket all the time, but when you see something really nice and something extravagant or luxurious, that's what you really spend your money on and that's kind of what you go hard at. There's all kinds of ways that this could shake out. Again, I like using celebrity examples and I don't for certain reasons, but I tried. If you guys liked it, let me know and I'll keep doing them. But if you find them kind of not relatable, also let me know and then we'll do away with them. All right, I think we covered the second house pretty well. There's not much more to say about it other than it's your resources. And I really do want to stress again, I think I talked about it well enough, but just one more time, the relationship to food and things that are life-sustaining. That is so important. It's really, really part of this house. So it's not just money, it's also food, it's property, it's any kind of possession that is physical that you own. I also kind of have the notion, and I need to look into this a little bit more, but this is just something that I've thought of, that it's also intellectual property 
And I don't know if I want to put that in the fifth house because creativity or if I want to put it in the second. I guess it could start in the fifth. Intellectual property would start out as an idea and creativity in the fifth. But then once you make it into something, once it becomes something, then it's the second house. So for me, Moon Matters, you know, it started in the fifth as an idea. But I would say now I've, it's, it's taken a shift and it's in the second house because it is a physical thing. It is here. I am working with it and I am very possessive of it. And I am very possessive of you, babes. And I love you all because you're so great. And I just want to see you all thrive. So yes, that's kind of what I think about it. So also think of intellectual property, ideas you've had, things you've created, any kind of projects that are now a physical item. I would say also go in the second house. So that's my last little closing thought on that. So look at your placements, look at any aspects that are being made with the second house or planets in the second house. Ask yourself how it impacts your life and your relationship to your physical items. How, what is your relationship to food? What is your relationship to money? What is your relationship to your material things, to even to property? This is a, an interesting one. Are you someone who you want property? You want to own your property or are you okay with renting? Or even further, are you a little bit nomadic? Are you someone who would rather have a tiny house or someone who would rather live out of an RV and travel? Because that means that physical is then mobile. So you might have Mercury in there, you know, Mercury's moving around. Or if you have Mercury in the second, you might be a really good salesman. You might be able to sell other people things. Think about it. Think how it relates to your life. And then let me know. You know, if you find anything interesting or something cool, send me a message on Instagram at moonmatters.astro and we will chat about it. All right, my babes, I will see you all later. Later.